thanks for dialing into our podcast. We're the Light Church Bradford here in Yorkshire, England, a church committed to following Jesus and loving our city back to life again. We truly hope and pray this week's message helps you and encourages you on your journey, especially in these really challenging times. Hello, Jose Zayas here, and we are in the series Emerge Brighter. If you missed last Sunday, uh, we're looking at the life of Joseph. I would encourage you after this, if you want, or maybe if you're watching after and you want to pause it, to to watch the message from last week. It'll help you know today make a little more sense. And we're thinking about our faith in light of these negative circumstances and COVID and the shutdown and all that's done to change the way we think and feel and live. And we're asking ourselves the important question, how are we going to come out of this? And what opportunities are we going to make the most of, not just as a person or family, but as a church for the Light Church in Bradford and beyond? What is ahead and what is God doing? And we want to hear, so to speak, from the lives of people who've gone before us. The wonderful thing about the Bible is that it deals with real women and men, young and old, rich and poor, influential and nobodies. And we can learn from God's interaction in their world and we can actually apply their learnings and, and their wisdom into our experience as we follow Jesus in the here and now. Okay, so we're looking at the life of Joseph. And uh, last week we looked at the early years. Now we're going to pick it up in Genesis 40. Last week we looked at one idea. I'll recap it later. And today we're going to add two more. So we, in the end, could look at three things from Joseph's life that we hopefully can apply to our experience and our faith and are following Jesus uh, together. Well, Genesis 40, we see that Joseph is put in prison, wrongly, falsely accused. And what happens there in chapters 40 and 41 is he's given some dreams. Now, he had an early dream in his life about his own experience. He told it to his brothers, they want to kill him. Now he's given these dreams, uh, or other people in the prison are given dreams, and he's able to interpret them. And he shares with two people who work for Pharaoh now in Egypt about their future. And so God is really speaking and he's using him in a positive way, but it has negative results. Uh, The end of chapter 40 of Genesis says this, uh, verse 23, the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. And when two years passed, chapter 41, verse 1 Uh, Pharaoh had a dream. So there was a baker and a cupbearer, two important people in Pharaoh's, you know, entourage. And and he's able to tell them what's going to happen in their future. And he just says, hey, when you are brought out, will you remember me? Put in a good word for me. In other words, I have no way of escape. I'm stuck here. But as God has used me in your life, and isn't that like kind of ordinary. I mean, if I were were useful, right, to you and gave you a piece of wisdom that changed the outlook for your family, if I gave you a piece of business wisdom and your your business just took off and flourished and, and you became more profitable, I mean, if you thought kindly and did something helpful for me, would that be a bad thing? No, right? And so this is like ordinary life. What do we find? Two years. He's stuck in prison for two more years after doing good. And and you think you've been overlooked and forgotten. Now, for most of us, the pandemic has been less than two years of an experience, right? We're all in this, say from, you know, February, March of last year till now. So it's been less than two years, but 
it's easy to get caught up when we've had long periods of disappointment and discouragement. And what do we find? That after two years, God speaks again to Pharaoh, who's in charge of Egypt at this point, who's the top leader. And you know what happens? Uh, even though he's been forgotten, uh, there is an open door. So chapter 41 of Genesis, starting in verse 15, Pharaoh said to Joseph, so Joseph's brought out of prison because finally, aha, there's word about this guy in prison. And the cupbearer says, I know someone who might be helpful. So Pharaoh said to him, I had a dream, no one could interpret it, but I've heard it is said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. So this is interesting. When, when we emerge out of this, there are going to be some circumstances and situations that you're going to find yourself in where God is really positioning you to open a door to speak life to other people. Let's put this in our lingo. There are going to be some conversations you step into where people's lives have been altered and they're looking, what do I do now? They don't know what to do. And then could I just say to you, Jesus follower at the Light Church or wherever you're watching from, uh, give, give Jesus his place in the conversation. Because Joseph could have said, because at this point, uh, Pharaoh and others in their culture believe that the gods came down and spoke through people. And Joseph could have made much of himself. Joseph could have been tempted and said, yep, I've got power. And that power could have put him in a high position in Pharaoh's court. He could have been made a priest. He could have made, made important. And he doesn't know what's going to happen next. Pharaoh could very well throw him back in prison after he speaks a word. But what does Joseph say? I can't do it. But the God I know will give Pharaoh his heart's desires. So this is a word to us when we're given open doors in this new season, make much of Jesus. Verse 39 just dropped to the end. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known, this is after he tells him what is going to happen in his dream, known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you are. You shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. Let's just remember this, friends. And now, mind you, we can connect the dots because you read of all of Joseph's life, chapters 37 through 50, and you get a sense of it. At the time, though, remember, Joseph doesn't know what's next. And his act of obedience in, in, in one circumstance opens the door for more obedience and, and helping and seeing that dream fulfilled. Because remember, back from part one, it was in the early stages of his life that he had this dream that, and he was probably, from what we know, probably 17 years old, 18 years old at the time, that, that his sheaf, his stock of grain was going to rise up and others were going to bow down. He was going to be given authority. He was going to be given some leadership. And now he's seeing it happen. But here's what we need to remember. Let's just say he was 17 years old when he had the first dream. How old do we think Joseph is now when he's brought before Pharaoh? He's able, by God's enabling power, to interpret the dream. And now Pharaoh says, wow, this is wisdom. You're in charge of the whole kingdom, except I'm on the throne. What's the difference? From what we think, Joseph is probably in his 30s. Now, 
this says something to our lives. I, there's going to be a gap. There are going to be years of God building into you, and you may not think much of it now, but all of your circumstances are you know, compounding in a positive way. God's building in you. God's teaching. God's showing you. God's allowing you to go through seasons of disappointment. Your family's a mess. Um, and he's using you. And then, and then your circumstances around you and you're falsely accused and you're disappointed at work and you lose that job or that career goes sideways and now you have to reorient your life again and rethink about your future. That's Joseph's life. It's not a straight up. It's filled with ups and downs. And now he's in his 30s and he gets an upgrade. And, and this is what we've got to remember. When we think about what it means to emerge brighter, it means we don't know the times and dates that God has set for us. But here's what we know. God has set times and dates. And we looked last week, the first principle that we saw is that, that Joseph remembered God's promises, even in the middle of difficult circumstances. And that's what we need to remember is right now, things seem at a low. It seems like our future isn't going to be very bright, but we have to remember whatever God started, he finished and the good work that he started in you, he will bring to completion until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says in Philippians, what God starts, he finishes. And what God started in Joseph, he brings to completion. And we don't have time, but read the rest of the narrative. Not only is Joseph brought out of prison and elevated and given an upgrade and given a new job with new blessings, he's given a wife, he's given a family, he's, he's given money, he's, he's a success story. But that's not the real story. What we see is God uses Joseph to rescue his brothers, by the way, the very brothers that wanted to kill him. So the full circle of what God wants to do in our lives is not just about our individual, personal, you know, upgraded story, but God wants to bring healing. You know, God, through all of these COVID circumstances, could reorient your life, do something within you that brings healing to years and decades of broken relationships. God heals their family. And so his biological family, his brothers and his father are brought into uh, Egypt, from the land where they're living, they're physically made safe. They would have starved in a huge drought and downturn, but God uses this one person who's obedient to the Spirit of God for the whole family rescue. And, and really, that's, you know, God's plan for all of us in the season. He wants to use His church. Can I just be so bold as to say, He wants to use the church in the UK for the blessing and the flourishing of all of the UK and beyond. He wants to use you as a church, the Light Church in Bradford, not just for your individual and own personal or familiar or church-wide blessing and encouragement in the future. He wants to use us so that all of Bradford would fall in love with Jesus and beyond, and be radically transformed by the grace and love of Jesus. This is God's plan for us, and we have to remember, in hard times, God is still working. So the first thing that we saw is that Joseph holds on to God's promises. The second thing I want us to see is that Joseph cultivates a listening ear. Through all of it, through the negative circumstances, when whether it's his brothers, whether it's he's in prison, or whether he's brought out and he's brought before Pharaoh, that all throughout, he learns to hear the voice of God. At 17, he has an inkling, although he can't really fully interpret the dream. Even his father has to tell him, are you crazy telling your brothers 
that you're going to be in charge. Uh, so he has some growing to do, but in prison, it's it's fine-tuned with the baker and the cupbearer. And then by the time he's in front of Pharaoh, he can clearly speak on God's behalf. Now, that may not be God's way of using you, but here's what you need to know is part of what God's doing in this season is he's cultivating our ability to hear from the Spirit. And so this is a word to us, what I can do during this season, and we ought to be doing as a church, is spending time in the presence of God to hear from him. And for, for me, that's not always a wow moment. Uh, 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 hearing and cultivating the voice of God could simply mean opening the Bible regularly and understanding it's not just a book, but it is God's word to God's people and saying, God, what is it that I need to hear from you? It could be sharing God's word with one another. Whenever we share what's in scripture with one another, in a real sense, God's word is alive and active and it's sharp, sharper than a sword and it cuts through and it divides and it heals and it speaks life. And so the very act that we're in, quote unquote, church together, where we're, whether we're in a building or, or watching by screen, this is way, a way that we cultivate the, the, the hearing voice, the ear that's attuned to God's voice. And that's something that we see in, in Joseph's life. So he doesn't give up on God's promises. He holds on to them. He cultivates a, a, a listening ear. He's attuned. And, and I pray that's happening in more and more measure in your life. Here's why. There are all sorts of things that God's going to want to speak in the lives of people in the church and outside the church. And you know what? He wants to use you. Who you say, well, I'm not mad. I'm not Josie. I'm, I'm not one of the leaders. I'm not a preacher. I'm just a fill in the blank. Can I just stop and say, stop that? Just like literally stop that kind of thinking because what you need to remember is no matter what your biological or your adoptive name, your greater name in the kingdom of God is you are a son, you are a daughter of God. And the same Holy Spirit that was working in and through Joseph is now alive and working in and through you. So don't disqualify yourself from the very things that God's qualified you for. And as a son and as a daughter of God, as we read the rest of the story, as we think of the New Testament and the coming of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost Sunday that was celebrated just a few few weeks ago because the Holy Spirit has come. Every son and daughter is able to prophesy. Every one of us is able to dream dreams. All of us are useful to God. Now, we all won't do the same thing. We all won't be used in the same way, but you're all useful. So, so have a listening ear and be inviting God to speak to you more and more. And the final thing I want to leave you with is that Joseph resists a critical spirit. And this is massive as we reemerge and, and life becomes more and more normal where we live right now. Restaurants were all closed and now they've reopened. Even in our church gatherings, we have people more and more coming every week and uh, not all are masked anymore. It's no longer, you know, a requirement. And so we're seeing step towards normalcy. But even so, you know what the problem is with all the problems of the last year is we're all in our own headspace and it's easy for our heads and our hearts to become critical and judgmental. And Joseph has every reason to hate his brothers. He has every reason. They threw him in a literal pit, wanted to kill him, 
and they sold them off for a few dollars or a few pounds, I should say. Sorry about that. I'm used to preaching in America. But a few pounds and, 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 and his life was meaningless. But Joseph doesn't have a critical spirit. He's actually, because of the grace of God in his own life, he's able to forgive and be used of God for their rescue. He could have gotten mad at the cupbearer, but evidently he has this ability to resist a critical spirit. He's forgotten. He's disappointed by people. And so many of us, that's our experience in the last year, year and a half. But, but remember Genesis 50, 20. We looked at it last week. Let's look at it again. You, he says to his brothers, you intended to harm me. And they actually did. But God intended it for good. Why? To accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And it's been a tough season. Uh, I'll be honest. Relationally, there's been some tough stuff in our own life, in our own leadership. I'll give you very briefly two examples of it. Just to encourage you, if you've gone through a tough season, you're not alone. Uh, one of our key team members in our church you know, resigned. They were on staff, resigned. Just because of the way we were approaching some things that didn't have a right or a wrong, just like wisdom. We could do this or we could do this. And they weren't happy about it and they, they resigned. And this was a dear, like dear family friend, kids, our kids, their kids are really close. So much so, you know, they're no longer a part of the church and, and really are not wanting to be in relationship as we once were. And that's just hard, man. I mean, I'm human, you're human, we're all human. And, and even if there's good reason, for some reason, there's just not a closeness that there once was. I have to be careful uh, if I'm going to emerge brighter, right, if I'm going to be used by God, that I don't get a critical spirit and start judging they were wrong, they should have, they could have, blah, 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 blah. But rather have the heart of love to say, I don't know everything that God's doing. And if God gives the opportunity to restore that, to make it right. Another relationship was harder. We had to enact church discipline on a key member of our team who happens to be one of my best friends, like one of my best friends. And there were just some things in his life that were wrong. And when they came to the surface and when they were confirmed, we had to enact some discipline and have to, had to remove them from the staff and say, you can't serve in this way because these things, there are consequences. And even though there's been restitution on his end and, and relationally things have been made right, that's what church discipline is about. We confront sin and love with the goal of restoration. And in this case, it's actually happened. But you know what? It, it's just not what it used to be. We're not as close. And so I got to resist a critical spirit. So, so that's just a word to us. We, what do we do? Well, like Joseph, let's hold on to the promises of God even when life gets hard. Let's be thoughtful and careful and, and cultivate a listening ear. Let's invite God to work in our souls so that we hear what he's saying so that we can bless other people and not curse. And let's resist a critical spirit. So let me just end our little time with a question. What is it that God has spoken? Because God clearly spoke to Joseph multiple times and through him. What has God spoken that you need to remember? One of the beautiful things of reading the Bible is it resurfaces God's word in other people's lives, but in the end, we need to apply it to our own situation. So what has God spoken to you in life in general that you need to remember? Um, as the Holy Spirit brings those things to the surface, hold on to what God has said. Hold on to it, especially write it down. Put it in a place that you see often. 
ask the Holy Spirit to give you insight and wisdom through other people. Most of the time God speaks to me, he speaks through other people. Other people within the church, within God's family, have, who have a word of life, who most often don't even realize they're speaking a word. They just say something that resonates as true, and I discern this is from God to me. So let's cultivate in our lives a listening ear, and let's stop the enemy in his tracks, because the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And what he wants to do is keep you uh, from closeness to what God wants to do by hardening your heart towards other people. Resist a critical spirit. And let's remember God's word, that we're all going to get out of this. We are. And he's going to use us just like Joseph. Holy Spirit, we invite you now as we continue in worship as God's family. We invite you now to bring to the surface, Holy Spirit, your promises, the words you've spoken to us. And we commit ourselves to you by your grace. Enable us, Lord, to hold on when we want to give up to lean in when we want to shut off your voice and, and to keep a tender heart and to, as you said, Jesus, forgive others as you yourselves have been forgiven. Um, Lord, we want to be a forgiving and a grace-filled people because we receive from you. We pray that you'll do this in our life, in our church, and in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, you made it to the end. That's even more encouraging. If you'd like to find out more about who we are, visit our website at thelightchurch.org.uk. We pray God's blessing on you now as you go into the rest of your day.